Santa Cruz Local is a local news podcast, newsletter, and website serving Santa Cruz County. We're journalists who co-founded this company last year. We built this because we saw a huge gap in local news coverage. We're almost entirely funded by memberships from locals like you. If you believe in local journalism, join our member community. Member signup is at santacruzlocal.org slash membership. I'm Kara Myberg-Guzman. This is Santa Cruz Local. The CZU Lightning Complex fire has grown to 122 square miles on Santa Cruz County's north coast in San Lorenzo Valley this week. Nearly one in three county residents have been ordered to evacuate. Monday night, the fire was 13% contained. At least 208 homes have been destroyed. At least 21 homes have been damaged, according to CAL FIRE. Flames threaten at least 25,000 more buildings. In recent days, firefighters have held their ground against walls of fire and smoke. They've protected the downtown cores of Boulder Creek, Felton, Ben Lomond. They've built a fire break from Highway 1 up through Wilder Ranch and down to Highway 9. It shields the city of Santa Cruz. In today's episode, we'll hear from Santa Cruz County Supervisor Bruce McPherson. His district covers San Lorenzo Valley and parts of Scotts Valley and Santa Cruz. McPherson himself was forced to evacuate. He shares an update on the fire response. He also describes his tour Monday of San Lorenzo Valley and what damage he saw. Before we hear from Bruce, you should know that our website, santacruzlocal.org, has much more reporting on the fire. There you'll find comprehensive wildfire reports from Santa Cruz Local editor Stephen Baxter. You can also visit Santa Cruz Local's wildfire resources page for maps, info for evacuees, and how to help. That's at santacruzlocal.org slash wildfire. The links are in our show notes. Now, here's Bruce McPherson. I spoke to him by phone Monday evening. I asked him, what kind of help does our county need right now from state and federal leaders? We need more air support um, for, because uh, it's just so hard for, with the terrain and so forth to, um, uh, for, you know, for firefighters to go into the canyon, they just can't go into the canyon. That's just a, um, you know, a death trap. It could be, you know. So we need we need more air support from the uh, from the state as, as soon as we can get it. And believe me, with more than 500 fires in the state, we know that there's uh, a lot of pressure to go everywhere. But this is something that uh, we can hold the line a lot better if we get the air support. And um, we are getting more than uh, that. You know, as the days go on. As a matter of fact, uh, there's uh, I'm in Scott Valley at the base camp right here at Sky Park. And uh, there's more help coming in from the state for ground crews, as well as, I understand, more uh, air support coming in uh, in the next day or two. Great. When I spoke to Supervisor Coonerty a couple days ago, he said firefighters was our greatest need. What's your take on the current status with our the size of our firefighting crew? 
You know, I, um, well, I just don't know if I have that number updated number. It's ever changing. But we are getting close. I mean, there's, there's, uh, fire personnel in this field from everywhere in, throughout the state. And, uh, we are getting a lot more. I, I wish I had the exact number, but, uh, we have, we have a lot more people I w- uh, than we did, you know, uh, two or three days ago for sure. And, uh, Right now, um, you know, this this thing, nature was working against it. The wind came in, and it took off from southern uh, San Mateo County, and then the smoke just hung there, and we couldn't get uh, helicopters in to drop water or retardant, uh, to which we which would have really helped early on. But that that uh, that uh, this fire grew from to forty thousand acres within a twenty four hour period um, because of the bad. Uh, weather conditions and the and then the three days prior to it starting it was 90 to 100 degrees here along the coast and it just was the worst t- possible time but the better news is uh the fire districts uh and you know with with cal fire and um there, there's nine there's nine uh agencies that are unified in a command now so people are working together a lot better than i mean uh it just it's developed where uh, everybody's on the same page to a better degree than they were, you know, uh, four or five days ago. That means that the fire districts, representatives of the fire districts, early in the morning every day get together with CAL FIRE and say, okay, if CAL FIRE is in charge of this, but uh, they, they say, okay, this is what we do, this is what we should do, this is where the hot spots are and so forth. So they, I think they have a better, much better coordinated working arrangement today than they did uh, a couple days ago. Great. That's that's some good news um, for our listeners. Um, I wanted to shift gears and ask you about the damage that you saw in the tour you took today of the valley. What did you see? Um, just unbelievable. Uh, fire is unforgiving and unforgivable. <laughs> it's just uh, we went up to the Braymore uh, up in Pine Flats, uh, you know, uh, and it felt empire great or empire and it um, it's pretty devastating and uh, it's just just scary and uh it's going to be a long road back for a lot of people we know that we don't know how many it, um, homes will have been taken out when this is all over and i hope it can get over uh and then we can stop the fires advance in the next couple of days or certainly within a week but um it was devastating um it is um I, I just feel for the people. Um, just literally, things burn to the ground. I mean, houses, and you see bikes, and you see, you know, they're just every kind of furniture you can imagine. Just it's just leveled. It's just leveled. I we've heard from several listeners and readers who are worried about their homes on Pine Flat, Empire Grade. Um, what? Uh, yeah. What? what where you went, what what can you say to um, be a well, little bit more specific about the kind of damage that you saw up there? Well, I mean, it was just, and it was it was it was um, somewhat spotty. I mean, there was there was one house that was completely gone, and some another house across the street that was still standing. So it's um, just the the pattern that it takes. It's um, unpredictable about how it can happen. And believe me, I'm not. I'm not the expert to say why or how it happened, but it, and, um, 
it just didn't come across a, a, a full swath of, of of one side of the street and take it and, and the other and take it all out. There were some some uh, homes that were still standing, uh, but those that were gone were just there was just nothing left. It was down to the foundation. Um, and I don't know, you know, there's um, I am not an expert as I say, but you just have to. Uh, Ask them why, and it's just the shift of the winds for the for the most part is why that happens. Mm-hmm. And what can you say about the core, the downtown areas of Boulder Creek, Ben Lomond, Felton? I I think they feel um, well. They feel like they can they can hold the fire off at this point, especially if we get more air support uh, tomorrow. I mean, we're we're here now at what six o'clock or something that. On Monday night, and I think with uh, if they have the visibility, they'll be able to, to hold that off. It's it's really tough to go parcel to parcel or home to home to try to get this. You've, you've got to have a line of attack. Um, I'm just speaking as a fire um, personnel. Would uh, you know, just got to get a line and, and hold to it? And they're they're back they're back burning. As I think they call it backfiring or back burning some of the area where they're they're taking low brush, and so there's not the heat that really will carry the fire um, as quickly as it has to date. So they're, they're able to, to address it to that point. And um, I don't know, I just hope we can get a grip on this um, in the very near future. And I don't know how to put a, a date. Um, I, that would be, it's just not my uh, expertise to say when, when it might really be all taken out. I understand. Two more questions. I'm wondering what your message is to your district. What do you want people to know right now? Oh, um, your your fire department personnel are doing everything day and night that they can to protect your your business or your home or your community at large, and they are phenomenal, committed people, and. Um, Boy, those who have lost your home, I feel for you. It is a long road back, and it's um, we'll, we're going to work with the best we can to make that as uh, easy as possible as a county and a county board of supervisors to allow people to get on the road to recovery as quickly as we can. And uh, believe me, the whole community feels for you, and uh, we'll 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 be with you. We are not going to give up on you and your fire department personnel have not done that. I mean, they have been there front and center 24-7 and um, you can't thank them enough. They are just the most committed, dedicated people you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And Bruce, how are you doing? I assume your family had to evacuate as well. Yes, uh, we did have to evacuate as well and I, I really appreciate those who did evacuate uh, I think that they're progressive. I, I don't know how they put it. Their they're staged evacuation area, and Sheriff Hard will say, the way we did it, you know, we went from the valley, top of the valley on down into Scotts Valley, the city of Santa Cruz and UCSC, and it really worked out well. It was a safe, relatively well, well-controlled well evacuation center. I know some people didn't want to leave, but, boy, that makes it more difficult when and if uh, they, the firefighters should have to get in. So I just encourage anybody who's standing firm or thinks, hey, this is not going to get to me, uh, don't do it. Don't be that proud. Just get out and um, 
this will be the, the main surge. I, I'm very hopeful will be, be over in the next couple days or week, and then we can go back to see what's there and what we need to do. But um, um, it's it's really critical that we we have um, you know people evacuated so the uh, public safety personnel can perform the jobs that they they want to do and they can do uh, the best. Uh, they do a t- tremendous job at it. Bruce, thank you so much for your time. I know you're so busy. I really appreciate it. Okay, you're welcome, and uh, thanks, have a good day. Very you too. Yeah. Bye. All right, bye-bye. Thank you to our Santa Cruz local members. Your support makes our journalism possible. Thank you especially to our Guardian-level members, Chris Necklison, Patrick Riley, Elizabeth and David Doolin, Elena Cohen and Steve Ritz, and the Kelly family. Please join our member community. About 80% of Santa Cruz Local's funding comes directly from readers and listeners like you. Support local journalism at santacruzlocal.org slash membership. The link is in our show notes. Also in our show notes, the link to sign up for Santa Cruz Local's free newsletter. We'll send you updates about the fire and other local news. Thanks to Trimpot for the music. Thank you for listening to Santa Cruz Local. This episode was sponsored by Santa Cruz Works, your connection to our area's thriving tech and business community. With over 5,000 members, Santa Cruz Works gives you access. The largest monthly tech events, solutions for your startups and businesses, connections to the hottest jobs, and the latest news about local companies, their stories, and best practices. Subscribe free to the Santa Cruz Works weekly newsletter today, santacruzworks.org slash podcast.